Hello and welcome to Horror Cafe, where we're serving up a cup of horror one episode at a time. I'm Jackie. And I'm Erica. (laughs) Oh boy, it's going to be a long one. (laughs) So, (laughs) I don't know if that came out okay, but I did it on the fly. Uh, Yeah. Oh my god. So this is the last movie in August of our Elevated Horror Months, and this is episode 18, and we are talking about The Lighthouse! (laughs) I And Erica will be a drunken pirate throughout this episode, apparently. Even though it has nothing to do with pirates, but this guy's way of speaking throughout this whole movie sounded like a pirate, pirate and... I can't help it. Yar! That's quite all right. <laughs> we have the scurvy lad. Hi. <laughs> oh, boy. boy. What are you drinking, lassie? I'm serving myself up a pint of beer. At 8.47 in the morning? Why not? That's true. These people were drinking God knows what at all times of the day. <laughs> I know, right? Uh, no, I'm just having a good old-fashioned coffee with cream and sweetener, and I'm good to go because, yeah, I'm still stuffed from last night. Ooh, last night was not good. <laughs> it's not good. So That's okay. We're recording this for August, but last night happened to be my birthday, uh, June 30th, and um, I didn't want the whole fancy dinner or any of that stuff. I just wanted absolute... Junk food. Mm-hmm. And well. one of my favorite junk food of all time is Taco Bell. Yep. And boy, did we gorge ourselves last night. We did. <laughs> all three of us. So good. But I paid for it later. Oh, yeah. TMI. But that's okay. TMI, I paid for it later, too. That's all right. For sure. But we forget when we eat it. We're like, hmm. The ramifications of this are not going to be good. Not at the volume at which we ate <laughs> last night. It was worth it. And while we were having our dinner, we actually watched a movie last night that was very interesting. You liked it? I did. I actually kept thinking about it. So clearly it hit a nerve. Mm. And I could see how it would freak you out. Oh, yes. Home invasion times 10. This was all 10. you, man. This yeah. was all you. So we're talking about... Oh, God, let me see if I get the title right. Evil Things. Yes. Which was recommended by um, Devin mm-hmm. from Partners in Fright. And uh, yeah, that was uh, interesting. Yeah. That was my second watch, and I still liked it. It's a low budget. Oh, yeah. Found footage on Tubi. It's free. It's an hour and 16 minutes, although I have to agree it seemed longer. Probably because of the damn commercials. But you yeah. know what? We didn't pay for it, which is awesome. Yeah. But I liked it. What I liked about that movie is that it felt real. Mm-hmm. Like it felt like you were really in a home. You were watching somebody's home video and then it just went astray. Like some mm-hmm. found footage movies don't like, you know, it's a movie movie. Right. This one really felt like you were a part of the group and you were just hanging out. It mm-hmm. felt pretty authentic for it being so low budget. And yeah. it just relied on sounds and being watched. 
Yeah, your favorite. Yeah, yeah. Home Invasion. So That's pretty much what went on. I, in that I would one. recommend it to anyone who likes found footage, mm-hmm. who's anyone who is enthralled by being watched, I guess, or terrified of that thought. Mm-hmm. Yes, Home Invasion as well would fit in here. And um, yeah, it, it it's really did play. Yeah, isolation. Iso- yeah, you can consider it an isolation horror. Getting lost in the middle of nowhere, so to speak. Sort of. Yeah. Yeah. So, so we liked it. Glad you did like it because it's always iffy. I know with me and found footage, nine times out of ten, I will probably find something to enjoy. It's mm-hmm. rare that I end up coming out of it not liking it, but I know that's not everybody's cup of tea. One, because I know that shaky cam, there were a lot of times in this one where it can be a little dizzying. Yeah. For you who you get motion sick, yes, I could see that. It was. It had moments where the camera was a bit literally shaky but um i know that's not everybody's cup of tea and it's it is very repetitive but i'm always just looking for that next good one or whether it's in this one it wasn't supernatural sorry spoiler alert so it just added to that element of oh my god this could happen which always Mm -hmm. makes it a little bit scarier yeah i'd say very scary so yeah so there we go an episode within an episode all right, little mini review there. So if you're if you're a found footage fan like me, and particularly like low budget, I mean most of them are anyway. But this is not a big Hollywood film. Check out Evil Things from Tubi. Again, this was a recommendation from Devin and Joe at Partners in Fright. They did a whole episode on it, and that's what got me to go watch it. And here we are. Yeah, go listen to that episode too. So yeah, it's a great episode. I am drinking a regular. Duncan coffee with some half and half as well. I'm tired this week. Yeah, you had a rough week this week, didn't you? It was rough. It was just a lot. A lot of rain this week, too, that made driving home so irritating. Yeah, you had an almost two-hour drive the other day. So sad. So infuriating, but That was bad. It was bad. It was bad. It was bad. Anyway, let's, let's jump into this. Yeah lighthouse situation absolutely you want to read the um the plot sure (laughs) two lighthouse keepers they're called wikis by the way try to maintain their sanity while living on a remote and mysterious new england island in the nine nope 1890s i'll probably be repeating the same shit over and over (laughs) i hope i don't irritate anybody it's just for good fun and the reason you're doing this is because if someone hasn't seen the movie, yeah. <laughs> uh, and spoiler alert, I re- yeah, tons of spoilers in this one, so yeah. I want, all right, when this movie came out, I was mm-hmm. excited because it's Robert Eggers. Right. And Robert Eggers is? He wrote, directed The Witch, which yes. ha, we reviewed last year. We didn't like it on first watch, loved it second time. And uh, yeah, I wanted to see what his next movie it was, is, because since I at least visually enjoyed The Witch and eventually ended up liking the movie quite a bit, I was like, well, this guy's the master. Let's go watch The Lighthouse. It's, well, I watched it back in when it came out in 2019, and uh, I hated it. I know, you did. You hated told me. it. I suffered through this movie because 
of many things. One, it's black and white. I think I've talked about this before. If I haven't, well, here I go again. I don't know what it is. I don't like black and white movies unless it's unless it's a movie from the time period. Right. Like Psycho, for example, right. Night of the Living Dead. Those are movies that were filmed in black and white because it was the era. Mm-hmm. Color wasn't a thing yet. Yes, it was. But it wasn't as like... It wasn't as predominant. It's in that middle. It's in that middle. Okay, I get right. it. Or Nosferatu. I mean, that's definitely not going to... They yeah, didn't have no, color option was, back yeah. then. Mm-hmm. But for some reason, modern movies being made in black and white... They bother you. Bother me. Even though it's appropriate for this movie because it's taking place in an era where if... Well, film might... You know, like short film might have existed back then. I don't know film history, so I apologize. It's black and white. Yeah. But I don't know. I don't know what it is. It drives me crazy. Mm-hmm. Um, like, for example, I watched Raging Bull recently. Oh, boy, are you going to get a lot of hate for this one. And it was in black and white. And I was, I don't know, it was driving me nuts. Yeah. It was a good movie, but it was just driving me nuts. Anyway, that's my rant. I don't know what it is. It's It makes no sense as to why it bothers me. And then... On top, so that's just one factor, and then this whole movie felt—I don't know—like I'm into elevated horror, but this one, even though men is just as I would venture to say pretentious, this one really felt pretentious, and I was like, <laughs> "What the fuck did I just watch?" But that was the first time around. That was the first time around. This is my second watch. It still bothered me the black and white, right? I will get into that later as well. When we finished it, I still didn't like it. I didn't hate it, mm-hmm. but I didn't like it. Right. But it did linger with me until today. Mm-hmm. And I always say when it lingers, there's something I like about it. Because if I don't like something, it's getting deleted right. from my brain mm-hmm. because there's no reason to keep something in my brain <laughs> or in anyone's You need brain. to empty out that part of the hard drive, Yeah, basically. And uh, I just kept thinking about it. I really couldn't come up with many theories on anything. I I did have to look a lot of this up because I think or felt like I missed a lot. I do feel like I picked up on more this time Mm -hmm. than I did in the first watch. Because the thing, too, in the first watch of the movie, the minute the movie started in black and white and the ratio, because it's old school, it's not widescreen. Right. It's the square. Mm Mm-hmm. I think that just put me off that, oh, my God, I'm watching this black and white movie and it's in the old school ratio. What the hell? And I already set myself up for failure. Well, it was to be honest. It it was a square. Yes. Pretty much. I mean, it was like watching an Instagram movie. (laughs) Right. Right. Either way, I don't hate it this time. Mm hmm. I don't love it. Okay. But there are things that I can, de- I definitely appreciate a lot of things as an art and the movie itself. Maybe you can talk me into it because I have a feeling your thoughts are very different from mine. Um, They are. I figured. Uh, <laughs> yes. I'm, I'm going. To, I'm going to agree with you that it is probably one of those elevated horrors movies that is not going to appeal to your everyday average person, like yeah. I am, like you are. But I I wanted actually to hate it, but I don't. 
Is it because I set you up to hate it? No. Oh, okay. No, it wasn't that. I had already, like, read what it was about. Okay. And one of the things that kind of turned me off about it was that it had Lovecraftian over... Mm-hmm. Um, What's the word for it? What am I looking for here? That it was se- semi like that. And I'm not a fan of H.P. Lovecraft. I have yeah. tried on many occasions to read the books and I just can't get into them. Mm. And it bugs me that I can't. It bugs you. So that kind of did a little bit of a, oh God, yeah. I don't really know if I want to watch this. However, because I hated the witch with a passion mm. the first time around, <laughs> yeah, and then absolutely fell in love with that movie, where I would watch that movie like right now if I could, mm-hmm. because I enjoyed it that much. Yeah, I wanted to give this one. Excuse me, I wanted to give this one the chance. Yeah, and I did want to hate it as I watched it because there were some things that were annoying about it. However, the performance of these two men, yeah is what actually won me over Ah. in this movie. Okay. There were moments where it was like, oh, come on, just get to the freaking point. Mm. When um, the Defoe character, what is it? What's his name? Um, Uh, Wakes. Yeah, Thomas Wakes. Or is it Wakes? Wakes? Wake. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Um, Is going on and on and on. But at the same time, his performance was amazing. Yeah. And I... uh, Yeah. (laughs) Okay. Yes. Uh-huh. And when I saw <laughs> that it was Robert Pattinson, mm-hmm. not surprisingly, I was awed. I was in awe of his performance as well. He's proven to be quite a dynamic actor outside of his sparkling mm-hmm. Twilight era, which I'm going to say turned me off from him completely as an actor. Mm-hmm. I did not know he was in this movie. Mm, I'm glad I didn't tell you who was in it. I actually didn't know who was in this movie at all. Excellent. I did no research to see it. I didn't want to. I wanted to go in blind. And I did. You did? Okay. Only knowing that I didn't like it. Yeah, only knowing that you didn't like it. Yeah. But you emphasized so much that you didn't like it because it was black and white Mm -hmm. that I kind of threw that out the window. Because I don't mind a black and white movie if it's done right. Now... I'm going to tell you something. As I was looking at the, um, looking or researching, I should say, the movie itself after the movie, Mm. I found some footage, and I'm sorry I didn't save it, where they show the movie in color, like during Mm. the filming of it. Okay. And I have to tell you, it would have been a completely different and not as impactful movie Mm. had it been in color. Like, I Mm. saw it, and it's like, that would have been really disappointing. Mm. The black and white, the griminess, how dirty Dirty. and disgusting the two of them were. Yeah. Are what made this movie cinematically beautiful. Got it. In a horrifying way. Yes. Then, okay. So that's my long-winded way of saying that I actually, after the fact, liked the movie. Don't know that I'd sit through it again because it is long. Yeah. And it feels And it feels long. long. Yes. Agree. But you never know. I might change my mind and watch it again. I know you probably won't. No. Let's get into movie facts. Oh, boy. You cut me off right there. <laughs> well, 
There's a reason. All right. So okay. Rotten Tomato critics gave it 90. Mm-hmm. Not surprising. And I am surprised by this. I am too. The audience gave it 72. Yeah. Hmm. So that's, I'm, I'm very shocked in a good way. I'm, right. I'm here for it. I'm glad to see that it was well received. This was released on August, August, October 25th of 2019. This is a A24 movie directed by Robert Eggers. It has a runtime of an hour and 50 minutes. And honestly, it feels like it's over two. It feels like a three hour movie. It does. It had a budget of 11 million and made 18.3 million. Oof, so not much barely money. made. Yeah. But I had, here's the it's thing. It's a small, yeah. Uh, look at the date. This is yeah. pre-pandemic. So a lot of it could have to do with that as well. No, nobody knew about the pandemic at that point, though. What did I just say? Pre. Huh? Uh-huh. Maybe when it hit, um, like, streaming and all that, people were watching other stuff. I don't know. Maybe? I don't no? know. I just... It's an right. artsy movie, so mm. I don't expect them to make a ton of movie. A ton of movie. A ton of money. <laughs> <laughs> These don't make that, that much. I'm surprised it even made its budget and some. It had a, what, $7 million Profit? All right, all right. Scratch what I said. Okay, okay. Anyway. Fine. So this movie was written in collaboration with Robert Eggers' younger brother, Max. Oh, nice. Okay. So I thought that was cool. little brother production. Mm-hmm. There's a lot of... I didn't... There's so much to read about this movie. There's a lot of myth, a lot of theories. The one thing I really appreciate about Robert Eggers, which is evident in The Witch... And in this one, Mm -hmm. he dives in. Yes, he does. He does a lot of research about the time period, the dialect, Mm -hmm. because these two characters are speaking in dialects of the time and of people that are in that business, Mm -hmm. let's say. And just the the costuming, everything is perfection, I would... It's not like I'm an expert, but you can tell that the attention to detail is on... On steroids, yeah. okay, because he just goes in and doesn't want it any other way, which he went and, you know, he looked at photographs from from that time period. He watched 1930s maritime-themed French films. Oh, my. Like, I mean, that's a lot of dedication mm-hmm. to create this movie. And knowing those kinds of things, this goes back to every... It makes me understand why it's in black and white. Okay, well, good. <clears throat> and thinking about it, and it's also because we watched it in black and white, so I don't think we... It's almost like that predisposition. Mm-hmm. I can't see this in color now either because we already watched it in black and white. I don't know if we would have watched it in color first if it would have made a difference, mm-hmm. but now I can't, even though I bitched about it, I can't see it otherwise because of how grimy... And nasty these characters are. Yeah. Because they are. (laughs) Like, in their own, whether it's actually personality-wise and just how physically they look. They were both nasty. Mm, And I don't just mean because they, I I can't even imagine what they smelled like. Me either. If you watch the movie, you'll understand. If you've watched the movie, you understand. If you... If you watch it, then yeah. yeah. Ugh. They actually built this lighthouse. Um, it's a 70-foot lighthouse set, and they built it in Nova Scotia. And the they filmed um 
sets inside of a hangar in the, what is this, Yarmouth Airport and sound stages near Halifax. Oh, okay. So, so it's a in, mix of it, both. So it was in Canada? Yes. Okay. It is filmed in Canada. Okay. He did, and I looked this up as we were watching it, he did film this with film. Yeah. Using uh, legit lenses. I mean, th- that's what I mean, that he just goes all in. He wanted that aspect ratio, which is 1.33 colon 1. Okay. Whatever that means. I mean, I'm assuming that's the square. Yes. <laughs> this is stuff I don't know about. A little bit more than a square, but yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But it's, it's fascinating. So he shot this on 35 millimeter film. Mm-hmm. And vintage, I'm going to say it wrong, ba- Bausch. Okay. And oh yeah, Bausch and Lomb Balter lenses. Didn't oh. even know they made lenses. Yes, they do. Very very yeah. cool. People who make contact lenses make lenses. Makes sense, doesn't it? Mm. <laughs> <laughs> the music and sound design, he brought back uh, Mark Corvin, mm-hmm. who also did The Witch, which is why it sounds very familiar. But in The Witch, which I agree when I read this, it's more string base. Yeah. It is. This, I mean, you can tell we were in a sea environment. Mm -hmm. I mean, honestly, when I think of this movie and I think of music, I just keep hearing the foghorn. Yes, the foghorn was very, from what I read, was a dominant feature to instill dread. Well, it makes sense. It adds that ambiance to it, plus the fog, plus the rain, those horrific waves that they show. Yeah. And there's this one shot when they pan out and you see the island Mm -hmm. that it's on. I mean, that's really depressing. And tiny. Yeah. Yeah. Agree. But the music I thought was perfect Mm -hmm. because of the ambiance that it gave that you were literally out at sea. Yeah. Absolutely. It was perfect. It really is amazing how they come up with that and make that. Yeah, happen. I feel mm-hmm. like we kind of incorporated sound in movie up here, but I just yeah. had to talk about it because it just well, it, it is it very noticeable. Yes, absolutely. Mm-hmm. I agree. Any other facts that you have um, that you may have found? I know you did some research on this movie. I too. did. I actually watched an interview this morning Ooh. with Willem Dafoe and also Robert Pattinson. Our pats. Yeah. Okay. I didn't even knew that, know, know that that was a phrase. Um, when you said it, I'm like, what? You're like, who? Huh? <laughs> anyway, so uh, they. it's not that they didn't like each other, but there was tension between the actors because, and they addressed it. Mm-hmm. And they weren't interviewed together. Oh. They were interviewed separately. Oh, okay. Yeah. Hmm. Um, there was some tension between them. And I could maybe see that. And I think that Willem Dafoe, what he was trying to say is because they are both very different mm-hmm. method actors, oh. that seemed to create some tension. And I also got the feeling that, and it almost mimicked what was going on in the movie, hmm. the older man who's the father, and this is the mm. wayward son, mm-hmm. and he kind of made reference to that. He's young enough to be my son, mm. which is... Did he then like kind of like, hey, little boy, mm. you need to follow what I say because right. I am Willem Dafoe and I've, I'm an amazing I've been actor. doing this for forever, our, our, our years forever. and sailing the seas and pillaging. I, okay. <laughs> wow. You went there. Oh, so I, I just thought that was interesting. Hmm. 
that there was some tension between them. And Eggers actually liked that. Hmm. And I can see why, because that You don't ten- have to fake it. Yeah. Hmm. That tension was there from the very beginning of the movie, but it's fueled by real life. Excellent. So I found that interesting. That, that was about all that I found on there. I, I had to look up what a scrimshaw was, which is that little mermaid thing oh. that he found. Okay. What is it? And it is, I'm going to read it. Mm-hmm. A scrimshaw is scroll work, engravings and carvings done in bone or ivory. Oh. Typically, it refers to the artwork created by whalers engraved on the byproducts of whales, hmm. such as bones or cartilage. Oh, okay. Yeah. Interesting. Mm-hmm. Hmm. So, so I was like, what? That scrimshaw? I just kept thinking, it's a carving. I didn't realize yeah. what specifically it was. Okay. Yeah. So there you go. That's it. And after this quick break, we're going to start, we'll talk about our, sorry. Thanks, Archie. Thanks, Arch. Rewind. Uh-huh. After this quick break, we will introduce characters mm-hmm. and dive into this movie <laughs> the lighthouse I <laughs> We're back. Let's introduce our characters. Indeed. We Go shall for introduce it. them. I know you like introducing our characters. I do. Um so we have Thomas Wake, who is played by none other than Willem Dafoe. Mm-hmm. And then we have Ephraim Winslow slash Thomas Howard. Played by Robert Pattinson. What did you call him? R. Pat? R. Pats. R. Pat. And that's it. That is the entire cast of this movie. Two men on a very dreary and isolated lighthouse island mm-hmm. with nothing but themselves for company. We all know, I think most of pop culture, anybody who's watched any media, movie, even if you don't watch movies... We know Robert Pattinson as Edward from Twilight, or just that vampire, that dude, the sparkly guy, whatever, <laughs> from Twilight. This is why I cut you off, because I just wanted to save it for here. Mm-hmm. I actually know him from Harry Potter. That you do. Because he was Cedric Degree in the, gob- in the Goblet of Fire. Mm-hmm. So, ha. Huh. And I felt really bad for him. When Twilight was over. Right. Because I think it did him bad. Mm-hmm. I don't think that movie series set him up for success in acting ability. Right. I will admit I was I was a Twilight fan at the time. I read all the books. I liked watching. Well, I liked watching definitely the first one. And then after that, they, I mean, but the the, the series is, is juvenile. I mean, it is what it is. It was enjoyable at the mm-hmm. time. It was fun to be part of that mm-hmm. media sensation, right? There was nothing wrong with it. I rode your coattails on that yeah. one, too. I enjoyed it as well, because yeah. I took you to go see it. and mm-hmm. you It know. was fun. I went to a midnight showing with my friends. Like It, it was fun to be part of it. Mm-hmm. It was an exciting time to be a movie fan right. with these things coming out, Harry Potter. But I really felt bad for him because he got shafted because he was edward right. from twilight mm-hmm. and i i think he disappeared i felt like he right. did some i know he did like a rom-com after and then he just i felt like disappeared i don't know if he did anything before this mm-hmm. he probably has but when i saw this i knew he was in it mm-hmm. and i'm like really i had the same reaction like maybe people did at the time him 
I mean, the Twilight guy? I mean, right. okay. And I was so happy that he made this movie because he challenged himself. He did acknowledge that he took this role as well to challenge himself. I read that somewhere in the countless things I've read. And I agree. Mm-hmm. He had to take on a different accent. He, I mean, this was graphic. Yes. Sexually graphic. <clears throat> it was disturbing. It was ugly, dirty. Like he wasn't this, you know. He wasn't pretty. A pretty shiny vampire. And I really am so happy he did this. Then uh, he did Tenant, the Nolan movie. I don't know if that came before or after. I'm not really sure. Enjoyed it. Enjoyed him in that. He did the Batman. Mm -hmm. And I went in with the Batman in open mind. And I think he did a great job in his own version of it. I am... The bottom line is, unlike Daniel Radcliffe, Mm -hmm. who, yes, he is Harry Potter for me forever. Right. But he has been able to break out. He's done well. And I think he's been able to kind of embrace it in a good way, but still do other things. I feel like Twilight didn't give that same success to Robert. And Mm -hmm. I'm glad that he's in a better acting place. Mm Mm-hmm. I, I just what wanted you to mean. go on this soapbox. For Th- that's him. okay. You, you can do Hope that. Hope you hear it, our pets. <laughs> it would be funny if he did. Yeah. Um. I I agree with you because I can't imagine how hard mm-hmm. it had to be for him to go out back into Hollywood, known as the sparkly guy, right? The sparkly vampire. Yeah. In the Twilight series, to try to get a role. Yeah. A serious acting role. Or even a comedic one that actually shined for, no pun intended, for him. (laughs) Right. Um, He floored me in his acting in this. Yeah. Yeah. I'm I'm just so happy for him. And, you know, it's unfortunate. The same thing is happening to Jamie Dornan, who was in Fifty Shades of Grey, Mm -hmm. because now it's the same problem with him. Mm -hmm. Oh, he's only, he was Christian Grey. Those movies are terrible. He's. Probably going through the same shit that this poor guy is. Probably. And little do people know that he was great in The Fall, and Mm -hmm. he played a completely different character where he's a serial killer. Mm -hmm. And it's just just unfortunate that it depends on the success of what a series is. Like, Like I said, if you look at Daniel Radcliffe, Harry Potter was very successful. It's not looked down upon in a way. So he's okay. I think that maybe Twilight. Twilight got a bad rap. It did. It became kind of silly right. in and of itself, whereas the Harry Potter series did not. It right. had still that whimsical thing mm-hmm. that all everyone at one point in their life wants to be that as a right. child or can identify with any of the many characters mm-hmm. in the Harry Potter series itself right whereas in twilight it's too fantastical that you can't relate to people right exactly that makes sense a bit much over the top um and i think that's what sets them apart yeah and daniel radcliffe let me go on that soapbox (laughs) and it'll be a short one he is an amazing actor He he is great funny yeah he is great serious yep he is great scary Rom-com? Ro- yes. Yep. He's great. He is. He's great at rapping. Apparently. Yes. Yes. Because I've seen when he was on- On Jimmy um, Fallon, I think. Yeah, I always yeah. get them confused. Yeah. He did it. 
And he's got this personality that shines through. Yeah. When he's interviewed. Mm -hmm. And he doesn't, he doesn't, he takes himself seriously, but not so seriously. You know what I mean? Yeah. Does that make sense? It does. So. It's hard. Those things are, are, I, if I was an actor, I'd be weary in getting involved in a series of anything because it could be good or bad. Even Mm -hmm. within Star Wars, those last three trilogies, Adam Driver's the one who won Mm -hmm. out of those movies. Yeah, I agree. When maybe you thought it would have been Daisy. Is it Daisy? See, I don't even remember her name. Who plays Rey. You would think it might be her. She's the main character. Mm -hmm. But and it's the same with the old Star Wars. George, George, uh, Harrison Ford is the one who won. It's the big runaway, the breakaway star. Exactly. Yeah. Oscar Isaac, he was already making a lot of movies before that, Mm -hmm. which I actually didn't know. I respect him a lot more now since I've seen him in other things, but Mm -hmm. you just never know. And it's hard. And then unfortunately, like with the actress who plays Ray, pure example, Mm -hmm. she hasn't done anything. Yeah. She kind of like, and I know her as that. (laughs) It's so bad. But Adam Driver, I know him as Adam Driver. Right. Or Oscar Isaac. I don't You know their names. As, Mm -hmm. oh, you're Kylo Ren or you're Poe. You right. are, but I I can identify you separately. As who you are. Right. Yeah. It's hard. Her, the thing with her is she reminds me of, I can't even remember his real name. <clears throat> the guy who played Anakin. Um, yeah. Christian, is it Christian? Christian Haydenson or something. Right. Yeah. It, Same thing. Exactly. <laughs> I think right. the purpose was to make him the big thing. Yeah. And... He wasn't. Yeah. He did those movies and I never saw him again. Yeah. It's hard. And I didn't like him in those movies, just uh, for the record. For the record, I don't either. But no. that's another story, yes, episode, podcast. I don't know. Yeah. Either way. And then Willem Dafoe. I mean, he's just fantastic. Well, he's, he's one of around. those. Yeah. Well, <laughs> he's one of those actors that makes a movie, kind of goes away for a while, mm-hmm. comes back again, makes another movie. Yeah. And he's amazing. He is. I've seen him in so many different roles, funny roles, very serious, dark roles. Yeah. Uh, he, in this movie, was great. He was. Fantastic. Irritatingly great. Yes, but he was great. He was great. And uh, one of my favorite roles from him is actually in Platoon. Mm-hmm. He was great in that. He was. As a, as a kid growing up, he was Green Goblin mm-hmm. in Spider-Man. Right. And he was a great villain. Yes. You know, he's been in a little bit of everything. Yeah. He is one of those, I would say, greats. Mm-hmm. And uh, he, is, he has range. It was interesting when this movie was announced and I saw the cast, which is them too. Mm-hmm. I'm like, wow, that's a... Really weird pairing, mm-hmm. but it worked on screen. It sure did. It sure did. Now that we went on a 10-minute rant <laughs> about that, uh-huh. I had to get that off my chest because- Well, that's fine. That's what we're here for. Uh, yes. And I still find Robert Pattinson attractive. I think he's more attractive now. Well, he's matured he's into matured. his looks. Yes. He's yes. got more of a- He's almost 40. Uh, yeah, that's pretty <laughs> scary, huh? Yes. <laughs> that's really, I mean, so is Daniel Radcliffe, because I, I think he's either a year younger or older than me. Mm-hmm. 
This is nuts. These are people I grew up with. Oh. Welcome to old age. Yes, darling. <laughs> yes, darling. Just like when they play your bands um, on classic rock radio. I- <laughs> <laughs> I'm in that boat now. Yeah. Get it, boat? Because we're out at sea. Uh-huh. We're wikis. All right, let's get into our wiki mode. Okay. <laughs> and, Okay. This movie is about these two men, basically. Mm -hmm. I know we said it in the plot. Mm -hmm. They've never met. Right. They meet taking care of this lighthouse. And apparently that's what they're called, wikis. Right. Lighthouse keepers. Right. Correct. And this was a thing. Mm -hmm. I didn't know this was a thing. Yes. So yet again, we learned something new. Mm -hmm. One is a much older seasoned captain. Uh It seemed like he used to be out at sea. Well. Supposedly. Supposedly, I used to be out at sea. (laughs) And then we have the young guy Mm -hmm. who's just trying to work, make ends meet, is drifting around getting work. He's a drifter with a hint of a past. Right. Because you get from the very get-go that something's up with him. Yes. Yes. Very much so. The older one, um, Wake, Mm-hmm. He too has a bit of a history. Yes, he does as well. He does. Now, uh, apparently, what they did was they would rotate the crew that took care of the lighthouse every four weeks yes. or so. Mm-hmm. So this was the four-week call for them mm-hmm. to be together to take care of the lighthouse. But immediately, Wake literally makes. Mm-hmm. Um, what's his name? Winslow? Yes, Winslow. I'm sorry. It's just the names are... Yeah, they're a little... It's funny that they're like the same first letters and all that stuff. Um, Make them his bitch, basically. Yeah. Make them empty out the chamber pot, um, bring all the coal or whatever the hell it was that fired the light. Yeah. All the grunt work is assigned to him. Yes. Mm -hmm. Paint, even painting the lighthouse. Yes. Like, yes. he, he is, like, pressing him down with his thumb and... I think it's his way of exerting or showing, I'm the dominant person I'm here. the alpha male here. I'm yeah. the pack leader. I'm the wolf. Yeah. That He's the one with the experience, which is not wrong. Right. But, I mean, you could be a little nicer. I mean, mm-hmm. you're stuck with each other for four weeks alone right. on this very small island with right. really nowhere to go. Right. Literally. And yeah. just... Like, the animosity starts at the beginning. Yeah, because of the way he sets it up. Now, the older guy, which I did find strange, and I don't know, I think maybe Winslow's character did think it was strange, that Wake wanted to take the night shift Mm -hmm. while Winslow was working the day shift. Right. Which you always think it's not to be, I mean, wouldn't you as an older person want... The day shift. Oh, hell yeah. You're I wouldn't the experienced able- person. Don't work at night. That's, no. I wouldn't right? be able to stay up past 9, 30, 10, which is what right. I usually do. But we learn, because Winslow, you know, he does all his bitch work, as I'm going to call it, during the day. Mm-hmm. And he went out for a smoke, I believe, and he just happened to be going outside at night. And Wake is at the top of the lighthouse, but naked. Yeah. In front of the light mm-hmm. of the lighthouse. And this is very strange. And obviously that explains why he wants the night shift because he does this every single night. He has some kind of perverse obsession. Yes. 
with the light in the lighthouse, calls it a female, which tells me that there is a lot of sexual overture to his desire to be there. Yes. Well, I, you know, and the stuff that I looked up, there is a lot of sexual analogies going on in this, including the lighthouse being a phallic symbol. Mm, oh, yes, definitely. Uh, there is, you know, sex in this and sexual, uh, what is it, repression, mm -hmm. uh, desire going on in this. We do, f when when Winslow gets there, obviously when you get anywhere, you always do this, right? I'm sure everybody, when you go to a hotel or an Airbnb, the first thing you do before, uh, while you're unpacking is explore, right. right? And he finds in his cot, because it's like a shitty mattress cot, yeah. right? He it was stuffed with like, what? Was that hair? I don't know. Animal hair? It's hard something? to tell in black and white, it is which kind of adds... To the mystery of mm -hmm. a lot of stuff that's going on. Right. Like, what the hell is that? But he finds a, what was it that you call scrimshaw. it? Scrimshaw. A scrimshaw of a siren. Mm -hmm. It's a, and she's topless and Typical has the mermaid. mermaid look thing, yeah. And he keeps it. And mm -hmm. he seems very fascinated by this thing, which was always weird to me. I'm like, why? But then obviously later, it's his own like porn magazine. I guess, In yeah. a way. Mm -hmm. And that's what he kind of uses it for later. But- so we start off with that weirdness. Yes. They have dinner together. I think it's dinner. I I don't know if they, they eat. They have a meal together. They have a meal together every day, it seems like. They at least do that. Mm -hmm. And Wake does tell him that his old mate died. Yes. Going insane. Uh-huh. And I'm like, th that's not comfortable. Mm -mm. That's kind of weird. Right. And then he does... In these multiple dinners, meals that they have, we do get stories from Wake. He's a storyteller. Yes, he is. He loves storytelling. He loves speaking in like biblical and mythology because he'll reference a lot of sea tales. Yeah. He tells a lot of tall tales um, because even Winslow calls him out on it. Like, stop telling these tall tales. Like, what are you doing? Mm -hmm. And one of the ones that he warns Winslow about is not killing a seabird. Right. Because in in mythology that he explains in the movie is that a seabird is a dead sailor mm -hmm. reincarnated in right. the bird carries the soul of dead sailors or that yeah right. sorry mm -hmm. which I always, that was cool when yeah. he said I'm like huh I didn't think about that in like yeah. mythology well lore. the whole thing has a lot of overtures of Prometheus and Zeus Zeus was an asshole. And Titan or Triton, Triton or whatever his name Titan. was. I'm not a big Greek mythology. Me either. It's very uh, confusing. It is very confusing to me. But yeah. what I read made sense. Yes. We also learned th throughout these meals that Winslow was a lumberjack mm -hmm. in Canada, which they call... Kennedy. Kennedy. Uh -huh. That was interesting. And Wake asked him, like, why did you leave being a lumberjack? What are you mm -hmm. doing here? Like, this is a complete opposite of being a lumberjack. And they both are lying to each other, I feel uh, like. For sure. Because I still think that Wake isn't telling the truth a lot of the time, or he's very much exaggerating. Mm-hmm. Or so we think. We don't really know. No. And we also do find out that he has a fake leg. Yes. He does. Correct. Yeah, he limps around and mm -hmm. like a pirate eye. Like a pirate. And yeah. he tries to behave as if he had been this great sea captain. Right. And takes on a whole persona of being a captain on a ship slash pirate ship. Yeah. <laughs> That's what it sounds like. And he brings up scurvy. Yes. 
when uh, when he's talking to Winslow about stuff about his voyages maybe or just all these stories so many stories that this man tells throughout this mm-hmm. movie but he does bring up scurvy which left me thinking a lot about what's going on in this movie and scurvy because mm-hmm. that is a real thing it's when you're not eating enough fruits and vegetables so or- that you're vitamin c deficient i have it pulled up here yes it's a vitamin c deficiency right which kind of makes sense there because they're not even getting sunlight there uh, barely. <laughs> and, uh, yeah, I don't think they had orange trees and shit like that there. So yeah, it could be. We did talk a lot about that during the movie. We did. Mm-hmm. Winslow ha- has this, I don't know, this fight with a seagull that's a one-eyed seagull that keeps coming back yeah. to him, and, which I f- found interesting, and it felt like an omen mm-hmm. in a way. And one day... He is tired of seeing this seagull. I don't know what it was. The seagull actually it kind of attacked him. Oh. Remember, he was opening, I guess, what would have been the... It says a cistern. Yeah, that would be like a septic tank. That's where Ugh. all the junk, the shit goes and all that. I oh, think. no, it's drinking water. Oh, drinking so water. So there was oh, a that's dead right. seagull yeah. in there. Ugh. Yeah, that's right. That's right. I'm sorry. I always get it confused with a well, which is what that is, I guess. But what I want to know... Mm-hmm. Okay, oh, actually, hold on a second. All right, so yes, he, Winslow also has very strange dreams going on. Yes, he does. Some weird, fantastical dreams with mermaids and... And logs and sea creatures. This is where the Lovecraftian stuff kind of comes in here and there. Mm -hmm. He finds the dead seagull, now knowing that it's drinking water, because we had to look that up, what that Mm -hmm. meant. When he, because that morning he went to get to get a drink water, of water and it was all nasty. But because it's black and white, we can't tell if it's dirt or blood. Right. Can't tell. Or chocolate. Remember I said, or chocolate. Or chocolate. <laughs> Which they, in theory, old movies, I think, use chocolate mm-hmm. for, for blood, blood on screen. Mm-hmm. He goes to check that sister, and there's a dead seagull in there that. That's what made the water bloody. Mm-hmm. It's or at contaminated. That, right. And it's at that scene that he kills the seagull right horribly yeah like i have to say this your dad was shocked at the scene because he watched the movie with us because he literally beats it to death but like over the top over it i was kind of surprised that they showed that too yeah it was a bit much i don't like animal anything in movies so i was like "Mm." if it was it's not that a bird is any less significant, but if it was like a different kind of animal, too, I would have been like, I can't watch this. Right. You know, at I some know. point I, when you I start felt... looking at it, I tried to really, okay, it's not real. It right. Looks, you know, I know it's a doll. Those things upset me a mm-hmm. lot. I know. In, Same here. In horror. It, it was an impactful scene. It was. Because it's also the the way he was doing because it. Because he literally grabbed the poor thing by the neck and pounded its body against the concrete of the cistern. Until it was... Just nothing. nothing. Now. And and Wake saw him do this. Mm-hmm. And he had already told them that warning. So. But we, ha- we have to address something here. Mm-hmm. Which is interesting. Who put that bird in there? It couldn't just have. No. no because bloodied? it had the lid. It was bloodied. It's not like it fell That's in true. and drowned. That's true. Did Winslow do this already and didn't even remember killing a bird? And putting it in the drinking water. Or it, did he kill the bird and then he is already crazy and lost time 
Because there's a thing of loss of time here. Yeah, there is. There is, because there's a part where Wake says to him, we don't even know what day it is. It could be two days, it could be three, it could be four weeks, five, we don't know. We don't know. So something with that bird being in there is off. because yeah, because it did have a cover. It had a cover, but even if it landed in there and drowned, which is unlikely, they're birds. Mm-hmm. They, they live in they're the sea. Seabirds, they're seabirds, actually. They're seabirds. Yeah. Why is it bloodied? That means it had a wound of some sort. Mm-hmm. Why did it have a wound? It had to have been inflicted by one of them, or in this case, Winslow, because Wake knows not to hurt a seabird. So is that seabird, the one that he already killed, just in there, and he was kind of foreshadowing himself killing the bird? Or was it a hallucination? Oh, I think a lot of the stuff in this is hallucinating because yeah. they were... Insane. crazy and drunk because I, uh, they find yes. at one point they run out of food not because of, well they don't run out of it it gets ruined by a storm well hold on because what happens is the movie literally starts and it feels like you only get two days of them being together and they're they're done with their four weeks mm-hmm. the movie yeah. gets to the point where it's like all right well tomorrow today's our last day they're coming to pick us up right nobody ever came to pick them up right which is where we start with the loss of time and now the big storm comes right and because they're past four weeks they don't have food food right and then whatever they do have it does get ruined right by the storm and what that's we, a background on yeah, that what we learn is that the night before they're due to be picked up Mm-hmm. They go on a drunken, yeah, like flat out awful. It, it actually grossed me out mm-hmm. how drunk they both got. Yeah, it 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 was really repulsive, and it just kept. I don't know. It just it bugged the hell out of me. Yeah. So they are now only drinking alcohol. Yeah. But this was bef- the 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 scene with the bird happened before the alcohol and Winslow s- told Wake that he is not drinking because it's against the rules. He's not going to break the rules. I guess maybe they're not allowed to mm-hmm. technically while they're working. Mm-hmm. But Wake is like, "Are you got to drink with me and I'm not going to report ye and all this shit." <laughs> And like forces him to have a drink with him. And I feel like I'd have to pinpoint when he finally takes a drink because, Mm -hmm. let me see, is that when it starts changing for Winslow? Because you made a comment later in the movie that he's an alcoholic. I think he was. Or was. And he was trying to not drink on this. Because he knew he would lose it. Right. And spill the beans or spill your guts. Right. Or spill your beans. Whatever it was that he kept saying. So we don't know what the timeline is anymore. Mm-hmm. Neither do they. Right. This storm almost feels like a hurricane. Right. Which New England can get from time to time. Mm-hmm. Or some kind of crazy sea storm. I don't know if you ever watched that movie, The Perfect Storm. Yes, I did. Oh, such a depressing, but it, good movie. It is a depressing movie. It's a good movie, though. Something like that, because mm-hmm. the waves kind of matched that kind of storm. That might have been a hurricane for all I know. I don't I don't really remember what the mm-hmm. cause of the storm in that movie was, but it was a scary looking storm. Yeah, it was. They are now drinking every day and they go from like loving each other to hating to each hating other each and other. back and forth and back. It is so dramatic and over the top. 
Mm-hmm. Like one moment you see them like really going at it. Yeah. And then one moment they're dancing and dancing to a point where they're all, they almost, almost mm-hmm. kiss. Yes. Yes. And I that's... thought that was so well done. Yeah. Because I could feel it mm-hmm. coming along to that. Yeah. But they tear away from each other when that happens. Mm-hmm. Because there's, I do think there's a lot of sexual tension in this movie from that they're both not mm-hmm. getting any and right. the but it's different i think with winslow it's he's seeking a woman's sexual uh what is it want uh-huh while uh wake these names are very hard yeah and, but wake has it with the lighthouse and the sea and whatever that supposed creature because there's right. a moment where they show um, a Winslow looking up. Yeah. And you see like tentacles mm-hmm. up in the lighthouse. Yeah. Which is weird. Again, a nod to H.P. Lovecraft. Yes. Which kind of like that part was like, eh, Yeah. You know, for me. During one of these drunken debauchery, mm-hmm. and, and let me just back it up a little by saying that they find... Actually, Wake, he must have known this was there. Mm -hmm. How do you find a crate full of alcohol Mm -hmm. if you didn't know it was buried somewhere? They unearth it. Yeah, he knows. Of course he knows. Yeah. They bring it in and they go on a nonstop drunken vacation, so to speak. Mm -hmm. And yes, I know I have said we, we talked about this, but during this, there's one scene where he actually tries to steal the key to the lighthouse because or to the where the light is kept because from the get-go wake does tell him that's mine you don't go near her yeah but what does that do it piques winslow's curiosity of course it does any human and he actually contemplates murdering him Mm -hmm. you see him thinking about it Mm -hmm. and it's right after that that he finds wakes previous wiki his head his one-eyed head Mm -hmm. in a lobster trap oh i didn't even i know i saw the one eye but now the seagull yes Mm. now during this drunken vacation as i because i don't know what else to call it (laughs) Mm -hmm. winslow confesses to him to to wake that his real name is thomas howard Mm mm-hmm now, Wake's first name is Thomas, and I'm going somewhere with this. Mm-hmm. And that he assumed the 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 name the identity of Ifram Winslow, who was his boss when he was logging in Canada or yes. Kennedy, as they call Kennedy, it in the yeah. movie. Mm. And he wanted to have a clean slate. Now, yes. this foreman also he drowned, mm-hmm. and Winslow. Did not help him. Right. So he has this guilt in his does head. Does he really have guilt? He does or because he's he just keeps afraid of being it. caught. Uh, it's still guilt. You're guilty of yeah, not you're helping. You're guilty, but you may not have any guilt or remorse over it. Nah. I actually don't think he had any remorse. Mm. So here's one of the theories that are out there. Okay. That this was just one character. You know what? I didn't read that, but as I thought about this movie last night in preparation for this episode, mm-hmm. I'm like, I wonder if this was one character 
the whole time. Right. And the other, you know, it's the manifestate, the guilt. Who's the real character, mm-hmm. though? Is it yeah. Winslow? We're still going to call him Winslow. I know his name is ha- Thomas Howard, but. Yeah. I just found it strange that they both had the same first name. Yes. The whole thing was a one-eyed guy. I- I'm wondering if Winslow was always there. Kind of like the Shining, Mm -hmm. the Overlook Hotel, that he was the original, he started there and this was his job and he has become bitter. Mm. And this is him now in old age, dealing with himself and his own guilt. Could be. Because if we're going back to it, I think that Wake had something to do with his former wiki death. I feel that he did something to him. Which then they both have a guilty party. They're both lying to each other. They both have their own tales that they're mm-hmm. either exaggerating or not, mm-hmm. not fully telling. I did think about this, that it's only one character right. as and well. And then one of the other things that I read and also in that interview that I watched, mm. um, Pattinson a- asked, um, Eggers about the movie itself because he didn't understand what it was about. Mm-hmm. And he basically said, it is what you want it to be. Ah, one of those. Kind of like uh, it comes at night. Yes. Like it comes at night. Right. You come up and men. Yes. And men. Exactly. Yeah. So the whole month. The whole month is up to your interpretation, everyone. Exactly. <laughs> So here at the cafe, it is up to you to come up to your own conclusions. Don't get scurvy, though. (laughs) Oh, my God. But I I really do wonder if they were one and the same person. And what really pushed it for me Mm -hmm. in, in, in going with that theory was there's a part where Wake tells him, tells Winslow that he, Winslow, was the one destroying the dinghy that they, or the little boat that they were going to use to get off the island. Say that again? Wake, (laughs) at one point, tells Winslow Winslow that he was the one. Mm. When it was... The other way around. Visually to us, it was. What we saw was Winslow destroying it. Right. So I mm. that made me wonder once I read some of the theories on it mm. if this was one of the signs. Yeah. It could be. I really did come up with this as well. Uh it could very well be because there's also a scene All right, that cuz when the, the, the names are getting to me in this wake when he quote unquote destroys the boat. Mm-hmm. What is it? The dinghy? Uh-huh. The dinghy? Uh, whatever. I oh, just okay. call it that. With an axe, he chases Winslow back to the house, right? Mm-hmm. With the axe. Mm-hmm. It, la- it ends up on the kitchen table, but then later in the later scene, it's no longer there. Winslow has it. Right. Which, by the way, the, the scene of Wake running looked like The Shining. It da- did. Dad did point that out. Yes, he did. It was, there were some mm-hmm. things there that were very Shining-esque. Whether it was on purpose or not, doesn't I'm fine matter. With it. We saw it. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. It's a good argument 
I don't know. It's a tough one because I honestly don't know what to interpret with this movie. I thought about that. I just thought about that they were both on an alcoholic binge and they lost track of time. They don't know really what's mm-hmm. going on. I took it as Winslow having blackouts right. from the alcohol and more importantly, discovering that when they ran out of alcohol, they started mixing their own. Yes, this was real. This is, they run out of it, like yes. you said, mm-hmm. and then they start mixing. Yes. Turpentine and honey and start drinking that. Right, which when they start drinking that, the turpentine can cause, well, even remember when we were watching it, we're like, that must be burning the, their the, insides. Yeah. Because we thought it was some kind of gas. I thought maybe they were drinking oil, kerosene or, or kerosene. something. It's kind of there. Yeah. But either way, this thing, this turpentine can cause confusion mm-hmm. and like, you know, neuro issues. God knows what the hell happened once they started drinking this shit. Right. If and they are two people. Yeah. And it's derived from a resin. Yes. Which is really toxic on inhalation. Right. And drinking it, I like I said, even worse. I, I, I almost equate this to today's meth or crack. Yeah. In yeah. a way. In a way. It's, it's something really toxic, chemical that... God knows what it's doing to the brain. Mm -hmm. And that can lead to that as well at the end. Like, they were both lost. Mm -hmm. They were hallucinating high. Who knows? Yeah. We're at the end. Mm -hmm. Winslow finds a logbook where Wake is keeping track of Winslow's work, Mm -hmm. basically. And he's calling him an alcoholic. And an incompetent employee. Which... And should not be paid. Which goes back to, did he have that drink on the first night? And because he has, he is an alcoholic, a recovering or trying to mm-hmm. get away from it, that's why we have blackouts. He doesn't know the time. If there are two people, of course. Right. Was that it? Because he's been keeping a log of this from the beginning that they've been there for, quote unquote, over four weeks or whatever the time frame is. But Wake is calling the kettle black too because he indulged as well. Oh, yeah. And he's he's so rude. Like, he doesn't do anything. He just stands on the side. Right. And, like, directs poor Winslow to do everything. Right. And he doesn't help him. Nope. I kept saying that. I'm like, what the hell's wrong with this guy? Yes, he you did. even help. What a jerk. <laughs> we can honestly say that Winslow does not take, uh, what is it, constructive criticism well. No, he doesn't. Because he's had it. He's kind of arrogant in a way. They both are. Yes, they both are. They're both arrogant, which doesn't equal... And tells me that they are one and the same person. Could be. Or if if they are two, I mean, it's going to... They're going to butt heads because they are both the same personalities. So Mm -hmm. they're not going to mesh well. But Winslow has the upper hand and he's just like, I'm not doing this. Right. And he basically like turns Wake into his dog where he Mm -hmm. makes him bark. Yeah. Which was... Puts like a rope around his neck and yeah. leads him out. Like that was a real st- strange turn of events mm-hmm. where, yes, he leads him out and walks him into a, like a grave. Yeah. <laughs> and starts burying him alive. Mm-hmm. I want to know how they filmed that. Yeah. Because you <clears throat> see Wake with the dirt in his mouth and he's chewing it. And just keeps talking. And that's, this guy never shuts the fuck up. I know. That's probably what drove Winslow insane. It was too much. I don't blame him. He talks way too much. 
he did. You know? And just too long. And too like, long. get to the... There was a point that was funny in the movie yeah. where he goes on this long tangent, which mm. was fantastic, by the way. It was. It was well done. Yeah. Because we were all like, dude, take a breath. Yes. Because it, it looked like he said like 20 paragraphs worth yeah. of stuff without taking a breath. The actor, yeah. It yes. looked like Willem Dafoe did not breathe. And he finally did. And we're like, finally. Yeah. Should have timed it. Exactly. And then it's basically... Wilson just like, all right, fine. Get to the point. This is what you wanted. Fine. Yeah. All that. Like, it was so anticlimactic. It was. <laughs> anyway. It was. He was quite a talker. Yes. So it's symbolic that even in death, he goes down talking. Yes. I. I. And he oh, and he talks. He just speaks weird. The way he expresses himself is, as I mentioned, very folklorish yes and just full of these tall tales and it's it's a it's a lot it's exhausting listening to him talk it is and exhausting. he just goes down talking and as he's talking that dirt's going in his mouth i hope it is what you said maybe it's cocoa powder uh, i hope so because <laughs> uh, ew i don't know I, I if i was an actor i'd be like listen i'm not getting dirt in my mouth like <laughs> no thank you but winslow does remember to check get his key because mm-hmm. he was in the middle of burying him and then he just lifts him back up a little bit right and he takes a key to the actual light lighthouse room yeah. and it's at this point that wake warns him about the danger mm-hmm. of looking into the lantern yeah and then he just loses consciousness yes. wake does mm-hmm. and of course he goes to the lighthouse of course or tries he does. to mm-hmm. but not before <laughs> He has a smoke. Like, where did he get all these cigarettes, right? I know. How did they not run out? You Which even then, said it. You're like, how do they, how do they still have cigarettes? So have, have only a few days gone by. Right. Because they would have run out. Right. If they ran out of food, how much, how much tobacco did you bring with you? Right. Priorities. But then I, I don't know how much you need. I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> and all of a sudden he... Wake runs in and strikes him on the mm-hmm. shoulder with an axe. Yes. But Winslow, Winslow disarms him yeah. and basically murders him with the axe. Like, yeah. I think it's to the head, right to the face. Yeah, he made sure he was dead. Oh, yes. He kind of sure. like in The Shining when Jack gets, um, what's his name? Uh, oh, Dick Holleran. Yes. yes. He pops, Wake pops out like a Dick Holleran yes. scene. I was like, whoa, hey. What's going on? Yeah. Surprise. Another nod to The Shining, whether or not it's true, but it seemed like it. It felt yeah. very familiar, that scene. Yeah. And then Winslow ascends to the lantern room. This scene, spoiler alert, this was my favorite scene of the movie. It was also the most disturbing scene mm-hmm. of the movie when he finally gets to go to the lighthouse. He's covered in blood. Right. So he looks scary. Yes. Especially in the black and white. Yes. So you can see the effective, effectiveness of it. Yes, I yes, I admit defeat in this movie. Okay. For this movie. Okay. <laughs> he goes up there looking all creepy, which was also great yet again to see Robert Pattinson be Not able, look all pretty. Right. To look scary. Because mm-hmm. he looked scary. He looked crazy. He looked deranged. Ranged. Yes. He gets to this light. He opens it. And he starts screaming. But it's the no audio audio right of the screaming it's a distorted you if it sounds like it's miles away mm-hmm. or distorted through a radio i don't know it's it looks and Very sounds impressive. scary yes it does 
And it looks like the the light overtakes him. Mm-hmm. And clearly he fell. Right. We don't see, well, we don't really see it, right? We just kind of... Well, no, he does. You see him rolling, oh, rolling, right. rolling down the stairs. That's right. And you hear like a break, probably yeah. in his leg, which also mm. makes me wonder, again, going back to that whole theory that's out there, that mm. it was one and the same, that this was the leg that the other guy... Yeah, that's true. But how did that fall? Okay, so he falls. We end the movie with a shot of him mm-hmm. naked. Right. On the rocks or on some kind of rock mm-hmm. with exposed organs because they're seagulls pecking at him. And a damaged eye. They One of his it? eyes was messed up, yes. Oh, okay. Well, I didn't notice that. Yeah. And that's how the movie ends. We we know he's going to die because he's being, well, his organs are exposed. You're going to die. Mm-hmm. And the seagulls are eating it. Yeah. <laughs> Which, would they do that? I don't know. That's disturbing on its own, but uh, okay. They're animals and they need to eat. They might. I want to know how he crawled. That's fine. Why is he naked? And ha- what happened that his organs are exposed? I, I think that maybe when... Let's say that he falls down the light, not say, he falls down the lighthouse stairs. Yes. Right? And it's quite because it's that round spiral. Mm -hmm. You hear a crunch when he hits the bottom. I'm going to assume that he crawled all the way to the edge of the rocks. I don't know why. By now he's insane. I think he has completely lost it that the light had something in it Mm -hmm. because he almost looks like the life was sucked out of him as the light yeah is shined on him and he's doing that scream Mm. and i think that he crawled out and as he crawled he probably lost his clothing as he's dragging himself over the rocks that whole island was full of rocks and then he just probably scraped his innards like his stomach if he's naked could you imagine crawling over rocks naked and not having it rip you up i guess and maybe that's what attracted them Mm. Now, of course, then this would do away with the whole idea that it is him young and then old as a lighthouse keeper. Why? Well, because then he would have died at the beginning. Unless that was a whole hallucination. That's true, too. And maybe that's what intoxicated him. Right. As Wake. Right. What if Robert Mm -hmm. Pattinson is the one character? Mm Mm-hmm. That he is awake, staring at the light. He's consumed by the light. He's hallucinating. And the the movie is a hallucination. And he falls mm-hmm. to his death like that. Maybe. I don't know. But that does, it still doesn't make sense. Why would he hallucinate any of that? It's not like it's a euphoric hallucination. Yeah. Yeah. So that makes no sense. But him ending up naked like that, because it, it would have made more sense if he fell... From the outside right. of the lighthouse. But mm-hmm. it doesn't really explain how he ends up dead. But then there. this is also... Not dead, dying. Yeah. This is also a nod to the whole Greek mythology thing ah. that goes with this, which is very confusing to me. Uh, yes. So I, I don't even know if I can attempt to explain it because I'm not that familiar with it. Mm. But there was one of the gods who was punished by one of the other gods, (laughs) and had him basically chained up Mm -hmm. and he would have an eagle come and peck at his stomach every day. And because gods 
are able to they're immortal they're immortal and they 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 heal then every day this this one god would suffer through this all every day every single day he would go through this yes so is that symbolic of the suffering of being on there on and that, that you're island. not immortal because you're not going to regenerate uh, the liver. I know right, what story the liver, you're talking exactly. about. Exactly. Yeah. Because Wake or uh, Winslow, they're not, they're human. So mm-hmm. they're going to die. Right. From all of it. <laughs> exactly. Or, I mean, it's, there's a lot. The, the killing of the seabird is clearly where the movie definitely changes. Yes. Do you think this is where he loses it? Do you think that this that is the catalyst of him going nuts? I think it's to the audience it is, but I think it started prior because I still think there's a reason that bird was in there originally. Mm-hmm. The other bird. Yeah, the other. Okay, got it, got it. So he must have done this. And the way he looks at it, it's like, huh, how is this in here? right. Did I do this? I mean, I don't know if I overread the body language, but mm-hmm. it just, it's, why is it in there? Right. <laughs> because it's bleeding, which means it was injured. I still think it was on that first meal where he supposedly didn't take the alcohol. I think he did. Mm-hmm. And that's what spiraled the the whole thing. The killing of the bird, like when you visually as the audience see him doing that, I think definitely opened up the floodgates to the audience mm-hmm. for the rest of the movie. Yeah, I could see that as being, yeah, that makes sense. Yeah, 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 yeah. Mm. Here's something that I thought of as you were talking. There's this whole confusion as to what the timeline, right, mm-hmm. for the characters. Yeah. Because at one point they say, oh, we missed the boat that yes. was coming to pick us up. But that doesn't make sense. Think about it. Mm-hmm. When he was dropped off, right? Yeah. They were dropping two people up off and picking two people up. Yes. Presumably, mm. because it's in a four-week rotation. Mm-hmm. How did they miss that? What do you mean? That wouldn't make sense. How would they miss the boat? Because two other people would have gotten off the boat to replace them. Oh, right. Yeah, that's true. That was a weird comment then, that they said they missed the boat. Right. Like, it... it pass them by or whatever it was some kind of comment to that effect when Mm. they woke up the next day from their drunken last night on the island right because even if they had been asleep the two people would have come and been like hey correct get on the boat get out of here you idiots you you're drunk get the hell out of here get on the boat which then explains how they're not aware of the time right so four weeks did not go by yeah they've just been in a drunken stupor Or one person has been in a drunken stupor all this time. Right. The argument that it's one person is a good one. Mm -hmm. And stands pretty high on what the hell is going on in this movie. Yeah. Hmm. Interesting. And then on top of everything else, why would they think somebody would come with the storm that's going on? Correct. Like the boat would not go near there because they need a smaller boat to get to... The actual island itself, mm-hmm. like a big boat. I don't yeah. know what they're called, okay? It's a big boat. A ship. A ship. There you go. I always forget that you word. You sank my battleship. <laughs> okay. Okay. It's a All fun right. game, by the way. Yeah. <laughs> Hold on, though. But, and then there's also the argument that 
let's say they are at the four weeks, but when the ship was on the way, the storm came. Right. So they did get stranded. Okay. Because their transportation was fucked. Okay. Due so to the storm. that's true too. It it's could not have like been... they can be like, let me just text you or no? satellite you. Really? Yeah. Oh, okay. Right. They didn't have direct TV or any of that shit. No satellite. No. Okay. But, you know, there's also that argument that you can make. Okay, so that boat that was taking the two that was going to replace them probably got caught in the storm or didn't even, wasn't even able to leave because of the storm. Right. I mean, we don't know how far from land this is. We don't. We don't have any idea. A main land. Now, I, I, we did forget to mention that this movie was inspired by an actual happening. Yes. That happened, I think it was in 1901. Mm-hmm. Um, and... A similar story where one of them, I think, went batshit crazy, too, yeah. on the island and died or disappeared or something like that. Yeah. Um, I've read a couple of different variations of it, so I'm not sure which one is the right one. Okay. But I do know that he got inspired by that story to create this. Got it. Yes, I did read that as well. There's also the claim, and this this feeds into the one person is that Edgar said he was influenced by Freud. Yes, I read something similar to that too. And and Jung, like the other major, uh-huh. mostly Freud. And Freud is, you know, he created the ego, mm-hmm. right? And the whole idea of suppression and conscious, subconscious. I believe that was him as well. So there's a lot of that. I mean, there's so much to honestly psychoanalyze in this that you could probably make this a five-hour of course. Episode. There's also, I also read that there is this whole thing about, you know, when he basically, Winslow spills the beans, so to speak. Yes. It's kind of like a therapy session, but this island is now his purgatory mm. for what he did. Unless. Which is very Freudian too. And there's a lot yeah. of sexual Yes, which is very Freudian as well. And that whole father-son relationship, also very right. Freud-like. Yeah. Um, yeah. So there's a lot. There's so many angles to what this movie was about. And in many ways, in modern day, I almost see it like climbing the corporate ladder. Hmm. The boss, the older boss who knows it all, the young guy who's like, yeah, you're Trying old, to, you're, you're, yeah. you're ancient. And I will do whatever it takes to get to the top. The top being the actual lighthouse light Mm. itself. He makes it to the top. It's not quite what he thought. And it destroys him. Yeah. That's another way to look at it. And this I didn't read anywhere. I just, as I was reading this stuff, it's like, this is kind of like climbing the corporate ladder in a way. Yeah. Or being so, or you do get to the top. You have all this knowledge success money but you can't handle it and that's why you fall back down Mm -hmm. could be yeah you can also argue that since you brought up the purgatory thing is that he let's say winslow was just a wiki he was always a a keeper Mm -hmm. he fell from Mm -hmm. the lighthouse is now dying because his insides are out right and as he's dying he's in that purgatory because he's He's still alive, right. being dying slowly. Mm-hmm. And was the movie his version of that purgatory? Because he's just sitting there dying, thinking about that's true too. How he got here, and was his ego what got him here in, in the, the end, first place? Which yeah. was that he needed needed to know, wanted to know, 
about the lighthouse. So gaining knowledge, Read. which is also going back to, I think, Greek mythology, obtaining that knowledge destroyed him. Yes. The curiosity mm-hmm. killed, killed the, the cat. cat. Poor cat, though. Can we change it to a different animal? Yeah, like a like frog. Like a centipede or, or something. Okay, a frog. Curiosity In killed the case. centipede if you Ugh. want to keep the seas. Ugh. Or a frog, that's fine. Ugh. Or my other favorite thing. Yes, a roach. God. Anyway. There's a lot. And that's what's great about movies like this, where I like that corporate ladder mm-hmm. analysis. That's very interesting. And yeah. that's very true as well. You don't always get what you think yeah. you're going to get. If you apply it to today's world, mm-hmm. I could almost see it as that. Yeah. Interesting. Even, even on a very loose variation, a David and Goliath kind of thing where, you know, Wake is the big guy and you're just a little shit coming to work for me. Right. Interesting. Mm Mm-hmm. Any any more final final thoughts? Uh, no, I, I think we've uh my brain beaten hurts. this bird to death. Oh my god. <laughs> Arr. Arr, matey. All right, Lassie. Let's head over to the categories. Yes. Sound in movie, Lassie. <laughs> I mean, I can't do that. Okay. I mean, we kind of already went into it. We did. Do you I- have anything else to add? It's um, great. It is great. Uh, everything, the rushing water, the waves, the, the even the sound of the seagulls, everything, the foghorn. Yep. Foghorn? Yes, foghorn. Fog yep. It added that dread oh, yes. to the movie. The and horror the of it, the whole, everything, yes. all of it. So is this horror movie, because at one point, because yes, we did watch this with dad, as we mentioned, he asked, is this a horror movie? And it, I, yes, it is. It's a psychological horror movie mm-hmm. of whether it's one person, two people, whatever it's trying to address for you. Mm-hmm. It is the horror of the human mind, in my opinion. Yeah. In how it can just lose track of time. It, the mind betrays you. Yeah. And because we don't know what it's fully capable of, in my personal opinion. And I agree with you. So it's a psychological breakdown of, that I think it, it is horrifying. The descent into madness in and of itself is horrifying. It is. And when it is fueled by guilt over things that you've done. Which they both did. Which they both did. If there were, in fact, two people, then mm-hmm. that was the horror. Their sins were, is the horror that drove them to that madness. Yes. The alcohol just brought it out and then the turpentine. I, Even worse. Oh, my God. I think okay. that did it. Agree. So, sound was amazing in this movie. It really yes. was. Best scene. <laughs> Sounds so stupid. It does. Great. Uh, I already mentioned it. The best scene for me is the end because of the filming of it, the sound and lack of sound, the visual of mm-hmm. his character. He almost looks scared, but fascinated fascinated yeah so it's like you have to it's kind of like the movie it's like what the hell is going on it's kind of like him Mm -hmm. oh shit this is cool but maybe this is too much for my brain kind of thing i think that's exactly what it was that Mm -hmm. knowledge exploded his brain yes literally (laughs) what's your best scene i i actually i have two but that the end when he's in the lighthouse when Winslow is in there looking at the light that whole uh, part yeah and then when you see his body the, I was not expecting that that was yeah. very visually shocking when yeah. you see him 
on those rocks naked and he's being pecked. Yeah. And his eye is out. It's a gruesome. Which relates back almost like a, hey, vengeance, bitch, for doing that to our friend, to or, our one-eyed seagull. Hold on. Okay. Or was this whole movie, hold on, uh, <laughs> how am I going to word this without, okay, Wake killed his wiki. I think he did. Okay. Mm-hmm. One eye, the seagull, right. Winslow's here. Is Winslow, mm-hmm. is that the story of the wiki being killed? Maybe. Maybe it's his story and Wake is not dead and he's going to come and chop his head off. Yeah. And it's just, that's the story we got. So that is him. He was the wiki from yes. the very beginning. And that's why he looks at that seagull weird, the one eye, he freaks out over that. Oh, Wow. So then there's also that. So it's the story in reverse, so to speak, in a way. Sure. We can look at it that way. That's interesting. Wow. See? Layers to this movie. Mm. As much as you may not like it, mm. it is very good. Mm-hmm. Um, and the other scene, yes. as gruesome as it was, was the seagull scene. Ugh. Because I feel like that was the straw that broke the camel's back. That one little... Yes. Thing that one little tiny something mm-hmm. that just put him over the edge. Right. I think him. it was already over the edge, but this is what pushed him. Yes. Like, mm-hmm. hey, hey, free fall into madness right now. Free falling. Yep. Bye, matey. Free falling. Free falling. Aye. <laughs> okay. <laughs> we beat that one to death. <laughs> I'm sorry. I'll stop if you're annoyed. Oh, I'm not. I find it <laughs> hilarious, but. Uh, we both agree with them. I mean, you verbalized it mm-hmm. on a little pause we had off camera, off recording. Off mic. Off mic. Yeah. Uh, best character and best unlikable character are both of them. Yes. Because they're not likable. No. In any way. At all. But they're amazing. Yes. It's also because they really brought these characters to life. Mm-hmm. I loved the attention to the dialect because you can tell, not with... Uh, Wake, but with Winslow, you could tell that he was from New England because yeah. he had the New England accent. Mm-hmm. You could tell this was definitely taking place in that time period, especially yeah. once you find out the time period. You're like, this makes sense. Perfect sense, yes. They're costuming everything. They're so grimy. They're disgusting. They must have smelled so bad. Yeah, I wonder on set if they did too. Because the sea, like the, the smell of like fish and dead fish and all... Like, where do they take a shower? I like, don't know. Uh, Didn't seem like they had. Would you spend that. your drinkable water on right. showering? Oh my god! I don't even want to think All about right. this. Enough of that. Anyway, but yes, I agree. Both of them were the best characters mm-hmm. and the best unlikable character. Char- char- character. Yeah, they were despicable. Both of them. Agree. What character would you be? I put none for you. However, mm. if you were an actress, mm-hmm. you would definitely be playing Willem Dafoe's character. Oh, hell yes. If I were an actor, that would be my role. I yes. love, I, yes, I agree. Because he almost gave me a Jack Nicholson vibe without being over the top, too over the top. And just more long winded because, I mean, he just spoke a lot and Jack Nicholson. So you're saying I'm long winded? No, not at all. <laughs> but I think you would have fun. I would have fun with that with character. playing somebody like that. Mm-hmm. It's fun. I think you'd love to try putting on a pirate accent. <laughs> it's 
probably not the right term for it, but I'm calling it I a pirate accent. <laughs> I honestly have none for you. I, yeah. I don't see you in either one of these characters. Mm-mm. I don't. If you were an actor, I don't see you taking these roles. Uh, I think I would challenge. Really? I think it'd be fun. I think if I was an actor, I'd like to try everything. W- like, which role would you challenge here? Which one would you do? Robert Pattinson's role. So we would be the other. Yes, we would be opposite. Co- co-stars. Okay. Co-hosts. Okay, I'll go for that then. <laughs> I had never thought of it that way. That's actually an interesting twist. Yeah, we can. It's when a double-sided we find, question. It, we, it, when we can't come up with a, what yeah. character would you be, I think that's a great way to do it. Yeah. We can, and you, we can change the question to that, meaning yeah. which character would you want to play? play. Mm-hmm. There we go. We can change it to that. What character would you play? Mm-hmm. Let me change it now. What character would you delete, delete, play? Hmm. <laughs> there we go. That's much more fun. Yeah. Does it hold up? Well, I said yes. This was my first watch, but mm-hmm. yes. Yeah. And talking about it, I almost convinced myself that I might watch it again mm-hmm. at some point. Not right now. Yeah. Because it takes a long time to watch. Yeah. And it's a lot to absorb. It is a lot. It's a lot. So to I'm going to say that I actually did enjoy the movie. Okay. You still, you're still out, huh? Well, we're getting there. Okay. All right. Next up are seven rules. These are our seven rules on how to survive a horror movie. This is where we apply the seven rules to the movie we're watching. We determine how many rules are broken or not broken. And if they increase or decrease chance of survivor. Mm. Survivor? Survival. Survival. Rule number one, don't say hello or who's there. Rule number two, turn on the lights. Rule number three, don't split up. Rule number four, don't go upstairs in the basement, attic, lighthouse. <laughs> Rule number five, why are you going in there if it says don't enter, it looks spooky or condemned or, or abandoned. Or you were told not to. Mm-hmm. Rule number six, make sure the bad guy is dead. And rule number seven, no Ouija board or seance. There's actually a few rules here. Yes, there are. He didn't make sure the bad guy was dead. That's correct. When he buried him. Mm-hmm. Uh, why are you going? Why are you going up there? And don't go up there. You were warned since you got there to not go there. It was to not his. go there. She was his. Yes, which is funny that it was also referred to as a she. Mm-hmm. Actually, everything with the sea, all ships are she's. They are. They always get referred to as a she. Yes. It's very interesting. Mermaids it's very are always a she. Yeah, well, yeah. Sirens. Mm-hmm. Which sirens are also, I did read, I forgot to mention this, that they are bad omens. Yes, they are. I read the same thing. Well, I very read interesting. somewhere where they're considered a bad omen. Mm. Luck. Yeah, I thought that was interesting. Yeah, they're I not so it was nice. The opposite, but. They're not so nice. That's the Little Mermaid for you. Yeah. Really doesn't portray what a siren does is. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and they get put on ships, which is, maybe it's to ward off bad luck. Maybe. You mm-hmm. use what gives bad luck to ward it, it away, off. repel it. And they're also just visually cool. I've always thought mermaids, you know, the idea, the concept of what they supposedly look like are cool. Well, that one, we didn't talk about it, but that one scene where Winslow finds, obviously this is a hallucination. Yes. Or a fantasy, finds a mermaid. Yeah. On, on the rocks. Mm. I mean, it was really well done. Yeah. The way they show the transformation of her body from a woman's body, because she's naked from the waist up. And then you start seeing the gills on the yeah. side. It was it was kind of creepy. Yeah. Kind of, I don't know, it 
it made me feel kind of gross when I saw it. It was interesting to see the gills because I didn't even think about them having gills and it was on the side on of their the side, abdomen. Right where they become like a, a fish. fish. Yeah. Yeah. Ugh. It was very well done. And she was creepy. She was very creepy. Mm-hmm. She was very creepy. Anyway, so we have three rules broken yeah. out of seven. And mm-hmm. guess what? They both died. Yeah. <laughs> so listen to the rules and you might survive. Maybe. Just saying. Yeah. Uh, Scream Award, how many times does Erica... Zero. Scream in a movie. Ah! Zero. Zero. It's not that type of movie. Yep. And last, but not least, rating system. Mm -hmm. How many cups of horror do we give this movie? I have a theory because sometimes I think... This is why I also didn't put it in the outline. Right. If you put a number, you get influenced. Yeah. Or you feel the need to say... A number because the other person put said it that number. All right. On so the count of three. I was just going to say, are we going to say it together? We at can the say same it together time? and then we okay. can clarify it. Mm-hmm. Okay. One, two, three, seven. seven. Ah! Oh my God. <laughs> are you kidding? All right. That's awesome. All right. Yes. I, I do give it a seven cups of horror out of 10. Mm-hmm. So that is a 70%. I agree with the audience score. Yeah. I do not want... I. I wouldn't be opposed to watching it again now that we've talked it out mm-hmm. and have really looked at it, mm-hmm. but it's not something that you're going to that seek. I'm going to s- pick. Right. If somebody wants to watch it with me, I'd be like, oh, sure, I'll watch it. Right. It's not something I'm going to go pick right. because it's it is long and it feels even longer than what it is. Right. And you really have to be in a mood to, for yes, this. Yes, that this is what this <clears throat> movie has. You need to be in the right frame of mind to watch it. Yeah. Now. If you told me to go watch The Witch right now, I probably would say, you know what? Yeah, I'll watch it. Same. And and that is a long-winded movie, too. It is. But it is so good. It is so It's different. Delicious. That one definitely has... <laughs> you and this delicious thing. It yes. definitely has a much creepier ambiance the whole time with it The does. Witch mm-hmm. versus this. Mm-hmm. Uh, with It Comes at Night, I would watch that again. Yeah. Men, I would... I, I would watch Men at any point. Well, you bought it. I did buy it. I don't you? know what it is about that movie. I absolutely love it. I think the message actually resonates with you. Probably. And I and just visually, I love it. I like Harper. I just, it's, it's amazing. I can't love that movie any more than I already do. But this is not one I'm like, yes, I'm going to go watch I, it. I, matey, Aye. we're going to go watch that movie. I don't know what the hell accent that was. <laughs> With my bottle of rum. Yeah. I did forget to mention, because yet again, this is one of those movies that just keeps going, apparently. Mm-hmm. I mentioned the scurvy. Yeah. That what if they had this? Yeah. Let's say, for argument's sake, that it is past the four weeks. Mm-hmm. They have run out of food, which means they ran out of the... Everything. Vitamin C. Right. Although when you look it up... it. Confusion is not the biggest symptom, but if you are also deprived of food mm-hmm. and water, because they ain't drinking water. No, they're just drinking alcohol. Then they can definitely get confused, Scurvy. and that can also lead to what is happening in the movie. Actually, one of the biggest symptoms was bleeding of the gums, mm-hmm. apparently, but and none of that. Yeah, we didn't see any of that. We didn't see any of that, so... Maybe there was you know, no scurvy. And from what I looked up on online at a reputable uh, medical website, mm-hmm. it does say that irritability is actually more prominent in a baby or a child versus an adult. 
Like the adult symptoms do not have confusion or irritable. None of that. None of that. So okay. then it kind of tossed that theory away. I just yeah, that to does kind of clarify that. I guess it maybe you it wanted it scurvy. to be scurvy, but it's I did. Not. I wanted it to be scurvy. Oh my! All right. So any <laughs> those are our ratings. We did watch this on Paramount Plus. I'm sure you can rent this on any other platform such as Vudu, Amazon, Apple TV. I don't know how to recommend this movie. It just depends on you. Yeah. Honestly, if you're into elevated horror, I do recommend yeah. it. Yeah. If, if you, you're not. If you're not, do not. Do I, not. I wouldn't recommend watching it because you're going to be like, what the fuck did Annoyed. I just watch? Yeah. I just blew two hours of my life watching this. Yeah. And it is so, quote unquote, between quotes, pretentious. Right. Heed that. Yeah. Recommendation mm-hmm. as it is because as elevated horror fans, including... Well, myself, we just just included myself in that. You know what I mean? Yeah. As an elevated horror fan, even this to me was pretentious E. And I mean, I can admit it, men is as well, but this one just took that extra notch up. Mm-hmm. But now on second watch, I do appreciate the movie. That's why I gave it a seven, because I can appreciate what's going on. Mm-hmm. The left to leave it to interpretation is fun. Yeah. In this one, now that we've spent... I think almost two hours talking about this movie. Yeah, we've been at it for a while, haven't we? <laughs> and yeah. Mm-hmm. Anything else from you yeah. again? Final, uh, final, final thoughts? Before final, final. <laughs> my, I, I didn't really define why I gave it seven cups. Yes. The, there are some things that took away from it. One was the length, which mm-hmm. was very long. Two was the possibility of it being a little bit too present, pre- pretentious. Mm. For some audience, for some people, and I think that that challenges people mm-hmm. because it kind of also makes someone watching it say, "Well, am I not just smart enough to understand it?" Right. Where I can see where that could come across and how that could be annoying. Yeah. So I took points off because of that. Yeah. So that was my explanation. Yeah. Because that's how go. I felt when I first watched it. I'm mm-hmm. like, okay, then I guess I'm just not smart enough, smart to, enough understand. to figure this movie out. Mm-hmm. And even when I looked it up after I watched it the first time, when I started reading all the stuff, I'm like, oh, forget it. I'm not even going to bother. This right. really went over my head. Right. Granted, this is if you are into Greek mythology and a folklore of the sea, I this think is, this is definitely yeah. something you would understand more than us that we don't know any anything about that kind of right. like as above so be- as what as above so below yes mm-hmm. where it helps if you knew about that now i can't remember the what? catacombs yes no not the catacombs but knowing this the about the nine layers of hell oh yes thing, um dante's la- dante's yes. mm-hmm. inferno inferno it makes that movie much more yeah enjoyable yeah if you don't know about it then it's just kind of like a bunch of nonsense right in, in essence right but Okay, well, we really beat that bird to death again. <laughs> we sure did. <laughs> Hope you enjoyed this episode. Uh, this concludes A24 Elevated Horror Month, matey. I hope you all enjoyed this month. Because I did. I sure did. As much as I, and you knew I was dreading this movie. Oh, God, you wanted to really not watch this movie. Yeah. You looked for other movies to watch <laughs> instead of this movie. I even told you, if you want an out... That's fine, but I felt like I needed to watch this movie. Yes. Well, I'm glad I revisited. So Yeah, and I'm glad you did. Yes. So uh next month is September. Duh. I mean in chronological order, September is Yeah, next. it usually doesn't jump ahead of you know, or behind December. Behind. Uh, behind. Oh the bear. The bear. Okay. Anyway. 
Uh, what's our next month? Our next month, we are going to do a little retro jumping into 70s horror movies. I'm so glad you're into this. And this was actually a recommendation from your dad. Yes, it was. (laughs) And we're starting it off just for him with... The Omen. Just for you, darling. You bet. (laughs) There's something about 70s horror movies. I even, when we were discussing, brainstorming, Mm -hmm. which we changed it. We had a different theme. We did, but we changed it just for him. We changed it for him. But he's the the 70s horrors are a vibe. Yes. They are great for a rainy day. I don't know. It's I think it's the grain, the filming, Mm -hmm. the kind of overacting, the dramatics. The music. The music. It's so good. I can't wait to dive into this one. So check us out next month with our retro month, uh, The Omen. Yeah. That's a wrap on The Lighthouse. Aye. Thank you for joining us today on Horror Cafe Podcast. You can find us on Facebook and Instagram at our handle at Horror Cafe Podcast. You can also check us out on YouTube at Horror Cafe Podcast and Gaming, where we have some short videos, short reviews, and you can watch me play horror games. And you can also visit us at horrorcafepodcast.com where you can learn a little bit about us and also listen to our podcasts. If you're enjoying the podcast, leave us a review on Apple Podcasts and Spotify. That'll really help us out. You can also choose to support the podcast with a monthly contribution. The link to this and everything else we've mentioned are in the notes section of the episode. And in the meantime, stay spooky. Bye, everyone. Bye, everyone.